Hello there! Welcome to Star Wars Warts and All, the podcast where we talk about all the things we love about Star Wars Warts and All. My name's Will, and joining me again are my good friends Ben. Hello. Bill. Hi. And Chris. Hey, hey! Hey, it's Babu Freak! <laughs> Babu Frick? Frick, I said that. Freak. Wrong. Is it Freak? No, freak. That's yeah, Frick. 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 Babu Frick. I just watched it. I'm... Anyway. Well, tonight. We are all the Sith as we break down Not episode us. 9 The Rise of Skywalker. Somehow this podcast has returned. <laughs> uh, all right, that's a good place to start, I guess. Um, we, we sent a message out on Fortnite. Right. <laughs> what? The first broadcast of Palpatine's return broadcast to the entire galaxy. At last, the work of generations is complete. The great error is corrected. The day of victory is at hand. The day of revenge. The day of the Sith. Uh, in real world, it was broadcast across Fortnite servers. The week, I think it was the week before the movie came out, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you could see, or you could hear Palpatine's address to the galaxy. Was this about the time where that was like the oh, most popular the thing? Yeah, I'm still playing. I don't know about you guys. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, sure. Chris can build like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> Make your head spin. All right, so here we are at the end of the saga. Episode 9. Um, first, let's just get this out of the way. Can we all agree this movie's a little rough around the edges? Yes. Is that mm. safe to say? Um, so Some of us are less negative than others. Here's, here's my general take, just to sum it up. From a thematic and storytelling perspective... Definitely not as good as the last two movies, especially Last Jedi. However, it's a fun ride. Like I, I just rewatched it last night, and I really enjoy watching this movie because it's just, it's just a fun movie. I yeah. guess. I, yeah, I totally agree with you. I think that's pretty much where I've settled as far as my opinions on it. Not, not I, a great film. It's, 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 and like I said, rough around the edges. But it's just, it's, fu- it's a fun adventure. And I remember coming out of it with, with kids. And they loved it. It was like the the best Star Wars thing you could ever. Yeah, come it's up a with Star a Wars adventure, right? And yeah. through and through. Yeah, yeah. And so for that reason, I really enjoy this movie. Right, and I, I, I you also kind of, I don't know, I, I had to just come to terms with the fact, and I tried to going into the movie, but I think I was still left really disappointed after the first viewing. Um, but I tried to just just understand the fact that they had a lot working against them. You know, they had to deal with the death of Carrie Fisher, which was a huge setback for what this movie was supposed to have been, I think. 
because this was this was going to be her movie. This was going to be the Princess Leia movie of the trilogy. Oh yeah, I I think they had to have the whole Ray Leia connection where yeah. Leia was basically passing on the baton. And they to still, Rey. all things considered, they made that work pretty darn well. Yeah, I, think. I, I feel like they did a good job of that. I feel like they were able to leave enough to the imagination of like, yes, they've built up this bond since the last movie, mm-hmm. and we're able to to use that footage really well. For the most part. Yeah. Now, the analogy that came to my mind was the that Apollo 13 command or the, the, the back on Houston where all the engineers are trying to figure out how they're going to make... Yeah. What, what is the line? We got to find a way to make this fit into the hole for this using nothing but that. I feel like Disney just sat Abrams down and they were just like, all right, here's the deal. <laughs> we have to take this stuff and make it all wrap up with a nice little bow, the entire Star Wars saga, and we got some scenes that you shot with Carrie Fisher for The Force Awakens. <laughs> uh, g- good luck. You and Chris Terrio just go write this thing and make it work. Yeah, they had a lot of loose ends to tie up, yeah. as well as a lot of things to set up for the future of Star Wars. And so, I mean, at this point, it's almost an impossible task. And I don't think they failed. I think they made a really fun movie. Yeah, and they did succeed in a lot of ways, just not all ways. I agree with you with, with that. And I think they did a great job with not only setting up for the future of Star Wars, but also ending it as well so that somebody else could come in and do something completely different, but also remaining the same. Right, and we'll definitely get into that. Yeah, you're totally right, though. I think that was a big a big point of the movie, really, was was to leave the door open for new things to come, you know, like different things to come. Right, set in the future and also in the past that would set up certain things that happened. Yeah, yeah, know. give them, like, like toys for the sandbox, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's the whole thing we've been talking about uh, all along where they can use whatever storytelling they want now to explain the things that happened in this movie. And it's it's been, you know, as much as it, there may be criticism that it's not Star Wars enough or something like or or the complaints about like all this unexp- this new unexplained stuff uh, we've talked about that before uh, and how like original Star Wars had all this unexplained stuff i mean yes they threw a lot of it at you in the face in this movie but yeah and that, a I, lot. I think that's that's my my biggest issue still even when i rewatch it is that there's just too many new ideas, and I understand why, and I know I know that that's always been, like you said, it's always been a component of Star Wars, and, you know, moving things forward and leaving these kind of doors open to be, to be you know, closed later on, that sort of thing, but I feel like in this case, it just felt like, which I think it was, it was their only way of trying to salvage this thing and pull all of these threads back together was just to come up with all of these new, how do you explain this? Uh, well, we'll just make something up. How do you explain this? We got to make something up again. You know, and it was just, it just, I felt that this time. Whereas well, yeah, a lot I of mean, times, you know, how else do you do that with three movies? Yeah, and, I know. I know. Like, oh, well, I think, I think with the Mandalorian, they started tying stuff, some stuff in um, like force healing. You saw that in the Mandalorian, like, right before this movie came out and i i'm positive that was on purpose mm-hmm. yeah i yeah. think you're right um, but with with the medium of television you have more time to develop these things and, right. and to, to tease yeah. out these threads longer but with a movie you kind of just got to throw it out there and get it yeah, and move yeah, on right. to the next thing right. you're I mean, always honest- right chris i always agree with you <laughs> i know i don't say honestly, much but when i do 
(laughs) (laughs) The most interesting man in the Star Wars. (laughs) No, but something I wanted to add before we skip it on to go on to something else. I had this thought last time I watched it, which was a couple nights ago. You're talking about like going, big complaint is going from MacGuffin to MacGuffin to MacGuffin, you know, throughout the movie. Which, you know, in a normal movie might seem a little weird or, or, or disjointed and, and moving too fast. But then I thought back to, you know, George Lucas's inspiration was these old time serials where every episode, every 20 minute episode, there'd be a MacGuffin. If you think of it that way, which is like five or six of these serials crammed into one movie. Yeah. You got a right. whole season of this, you know, old timey show. Yeah, so, you know, the movie starts, um, the introduction, and then the the, the chase with the, with the spy and, and all this other stuff, and then, all right, we're gonna cut this episode right when they board the Falcon to go to Pasana. All right, next episode, we're on Pasana to see the see the big uh, celebration. We see Chewie Lando, and then, all right, um, Chewie's tran- or you know the transport gets blasted. Cliffhanger. Next yeah. episode, yeah. they go to Kajimi and do the, you know the, the Babu Frick stuff. And, Next episode, they go to Endor, or the moon around Endor, uh, and then, and then uh, cliffhanger with Luke, or, or the fight between Ben and... Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah, it is very... Uh, almost final episode of the season. It's a double-length one. They go to Exegol, they do the final confrontation, the space battle, everything. It's just, yeah, it it, it kind of breaks down that way. So it's it seems like a lot crammed all, you know, jumbled up together, but I don't know. Yeah, no, because, yeah, what you're saying makes a ton of sense, because I always kind of felt like this... I mean, I boil it down to this feels like two movies that he tried to cram into one. But you might be right. It might actually just be like like a series of stories that were yeah. all just kind of combined into one film. And that's what makes it just feel like just too too much at times, I guess. I, I don't know. But I, it's, it is. It does. It has that swashbuckling, adventurous Star Wars feel that. You, yeah. You, I, I feel like rewatching it last night. I thought more that more that it was this adventure um, you know, going from place to place and and just having an adventure. Yeah, meeting new first. interesting characters each step of the way right. and new environments. I mean, that's right. I, I got, that's not Star Wars. What is? I, mean, I got well, way more yeah. of that feeling than I did of the. There's too many concepts in this movie than I did right. than I did the first the first mm-hmm. time. I guess. It's almost kind of how the old Indiana Jones movies worked a little bit, right? You get the the map, see this plane flying across the world to the next location. Okay, here's your little chunk of story here. I'm going to fly off to somewhere else do a chunk yeah, of story there. Yeah, it, it is oh, very like old style adventure. Yeah, like the uh like treasure hunting almost. That's I mean that's pretty much what they were doing. They're following the clues yeah. to find this ancient ancient treasure more or less. This was the last crusade. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Who's Sean Connery in this then? Babu Freak. Lando. Oh, Lando, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, for going I mean, by age, let's let's also be honest here. You know, it took George Lucas how many? It took him six movies to fully explain Anakin's story, whereas these movies had to explain Rey and Kylo and Poe and Finn and you know all these other characters only in three movies. Well, not only not only six movies, but how much time right like these three movies came out in four years quick secession yeah 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 the quick turnaround and not only that but they had to also include all of those classic characters that george lucas created you know you can't you can't ignore them right yeah that's what i'm saying it is so many you have to tie things in you have to tie things up you have to finish the saga but you also need to leave it open enough so that you can do 
more storytelling for the future. Yeah. I think these movies would have been a lot better received if uh, it was multiple, if it wasn't just three movies. If it was longer movies and they could explain things and they could have things pan out. No, I think, I think they would have been better received if uh, people listened to this podcast. That's That's what I think. <laughs> well, I Personally. think they never should have hired that that hack Ryan Johnson. <laughs> I'm not being negative like that. I'm just no. I, I've just uh, you I'm know. just messing. With you. This is the point I'm trying to make. So there's certain things like I I understand that Palpatine is back. I don't have a problem with that. And everybody loves to pick on that line of uh, somehow Palpatine has returned. It cannot be. The Emperor is dead. Dark science, cloning, secrets only the Sith knew. Fine. I'll fill in the blanks. Yeah, it could be any of those things or all of those things, which it probably is the way things are looking. But but then Kylo Ren gets there with there's only this one way fire that takes him through this crazy lightning storm of a nebula or whatever to get to this planet, right? He gets there and there's a massive, possibly the biggest ever fleet of ships there. So now you got to start to try to wrap your head around that, okay? Then we find out not only are there are a ton of ships there, there's also all of these all of these people all these robed Sith acolytes. So, somehow they had to get there, and apparently they're just living there? I don't know, I guess they have a source of food or something. Not to get tied up in the minutia, but you know what I'm saying? Like, the one thing was enough, but then it's like, here's another thing. Now here's another thing, and at that point I'm just like, okay guys, you're really, you're really asking a lot of me right now. <laughs> like, I'm really gonna make some leaps of logic here to try to make sense of this. And th that's, that's kind of why this movie just got away from me, and still does. You know what I'm saying? Does that does that make sense? Yeah, and I mean I do have to I do have to agree in a sense, but at the same time it's also definitely them trying to build continue building a world like in the sequel era. Cuz you could you could have had Palpatine come back. You could have had him have a be in another Death Star. You could have had pretty much the same exact thing as Return of the Jedi, but it needs to be bigger and better. Yeah. Yeah, you know. I think that's a good point. I mean, thinking about it too much, it's like, how long has this fleet been? How long has he been building this fleet for? Um, but, but yeah, I mean, agreeing with Ben on this, like, they want to make Star Wars bigger than it used to be. Because I feel like from the beginning, they've always been really good at making this giant galaxy seem small. Like every planet you go yeah. to yeah. is one is essentially one city. Yeah, we've said that before. Yeah. And so essentially what they're doing here is they're making it a lot bigger than it used to be, I guess. Yeah, I agree with that you. Because what they're doing is is basically saying like there's this, you know, the unknown yeah. reaches or the, what, what is it called? Unknown regions, yeah. Unknown reaches. And that's, there's, it turns out that, uh, you know, the Sith have been kind of hiding there. And and the First Order they even said was, was hiding there after, uh, that's kind of where they were rebuilding in secret. Mm-hmm. While the yeah, New Republic yeah. was trying to get their footing. And and yeah, that does make sense. And now they can go back, and they are going back to the comics and saying, you know what, Exegol was was a thing all along. Palpatine knew it was there. It's not like this came about, you know, after Return of the Jedi. This, he, this was just a secret place yeah. that had no bearing in the plot of any of the films that we saw previously. So why would they mention it? You know, And I'm, I'm wondering mm -hmm. if we're going to start seeing this in the High Republic era as well, eventually. I'm sure there'll be stuff in there, yeah. Uh, the yeah. second book is it just came out. I haven't read it yet, but I'm interested to see what they you know. Throw it could, in from yeah. There. You know what? That's a good. I, I wonder if the Sith acolytes were even on this planet, just kind of like building a uh, you know resources. Even 
waiting for the Sith to return. And then all of a sudden Palpatine takes power and they're like, yes, this is the moment. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so waiting for. Yeah. Let me let me just get real with some people who may think that these movies would have been better under George Lucas's uh, directing. If George Lucas had this technology when he originally made Star Wars episodes four, five, and six with all the CGI and everything like that, he probably would have come up with the same idea. Massive fleets, just nonstop action and CGI, because that's kind of what he did with the prequels once that technology came around. Was well, yeah, let's I have think giant that's... battles in space and you know, I want this planet to be just a giant spaceship that blows things up and I want this planet to have a bunch of starships under the ground. It's very yeah. George Lucas. Yeah. Well, it's... it's and it's just accepting the fact that the three eras of Star Wars were filmed in three different eras of filmmaking, basically. Right. You have like the, the classic yeah. practical right. effects of the original trilogy and then kind of the, the green screen, blue screen, you know, heavy uh, kind of, I don't know if early, yeah, early CGI, I guess is what you'd say for, for the for the prequels. And then now this is like basically in the era of anything you want to do, you can do on film now. <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty Ride much where we are. horses on a Star Destroyer. Yeah. That is very George Lucas. That is mm-hmm. so George <laughs> Lucas. Sure. They've landed a troop carrier. Jam speeders. I can't, sir. Why not? They're not using speeders. <laughs> wondered how they were going to explain that when I saw it in the trailer. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Well, it's the classic Star Wars battle. you got to have a ground yeah. thing, a space yeah. thing, and then the, yeah. the high-level yeah. uh, heroes. Well, and I feel like this movie definitely follows the trend of every movie one-ups the, ne- the last movie with special effects and just, like, awe-inspiring yeah, that's. Stuff. I mean, that's scope. Yeah. Yeah. And then by the end, when that, I, one of the, it's it's a great moment when when the quote unquote fleet arrives of just people. Mm. They're not. Yes. It's not. It's not a fleet. Yeah. It's just people mm-hmm. who just all want to stop you because you're bad. <laughs> like yeah, it's yep. just such a cool moment. And I even just watching it recently with my kids, like my my littlest Tessa's draw jaw dropped again. She's like, I forgot about that because it's just like the whole screen is just filled with ships. Yeah. It's just, yeah, how do you not? Wait, everyone is coming to fight the bad guys? That's awesome. Yeah. I do really like, I don't know if you guys noticed, but at the end of the movie, Ray is piloting Luke's X-Wing and she's wearing the X-Wing helmet. Something I never really picked mm-hmm. up on. Oh yeah, it brings but you in, back to that in scene. In Force Awakens, she like yeah. puts it on while she's sitting in the desert like It's so adorable. Kind of I love kind that. of like a kid like, <laughs> oh, like I'm this is cool. And now and now it's come full circle where she's yep. going to save the galaxy wearing a, an X-wing helmet, uh, X-wing yep. pilot helmet. Uh one of the other things I really love about this movie and I, and I think you guys might agree is this, in my opinion, is the best C-3PO movie. Oh, oh yeah, far. this was his swan song. By far. <laughs> and, and and appropriately so, because he is the rock of the Star Wars yes, saga. Yes, so, yeah. no, he, Anthony Daniels. He definitely deserved it. He's uh, funny. Like, all of his jokes land, yeah. for me anyway. You know, like, I, I, he's got I, me laughing. I didn't pick up on this the first time I watched it, but when they're sinking into the sand... Try to grab something. Will this agony ever end? I just started cracking up. And I love after that. Ray! Finn! You 
You didn't say my name, sir, but I'm all right. <laughs> like, nobody called my name. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's so many just good little passing one-liners. And just the fact that he was integral to the plot. He yeah, had to, right. you know, translate this thing. He was a necessary component, a necessary MacGuffin in the adventure. Yeah, right. I think we should adjust the uh, Efont Mon in the room here with uh, Kylo Ren and, and Ray. The what? Efont Mon, the elephant man of Jabba's palace. <laughs> Efont Mon. <laughs> <laughs> talking, you're talking about the kiss? Is that what you're getting at? Yeah. I I, I want to say this movie was my favorite of the sequels. Uh, my my whole thing is, and people get mad when I say this, I, I hate villain redemption arcs. I really do. So you hate Darth Vader then? It's hey, Star the Wars, difference, though. Like, the so difference you, episodes with Darth one Vader, through six were all a villain redemption arc. The, the thing about Darth Vader is, though, he didn't become light side and then like immediately get a blue lightsaber and was like, all right, now I'm going to fight every... You know, all the bad guys and team up with you and it's going to be awesome. You know, blue lightsaber, blue lightsaber versus red lightsaber. He literally redeemed himself at the very last possible second. Well, so let me let me counter with this from a certain point of view, <laughs> which is kind of one of the of points I wanted, to, I wanted to make on the Kylo, the wrapping of Kylo's story. I... Ooh don't necessarily see it as a redemption story for Kylo Ren. I think Kylo Ren was killed by Rey on the broken Death Star. Yeah, that was the him. that was the idea. Yep. And like after that moment or after the heartbreaking scene of him talking to Han Solo's ghost, which Dad. gets me every time he became ben solo again yeah exactly it's it's, he's a different character at that point in time like he's not kylo ren anymore yeah and so i don't i guess i don't really see it as a redemption story but more of a transformation i don't know yeah well you don't have that moment of lifting the emperor over your head and throwing him down a bottomless pit right now there's no there's no heroic redemption in that regard um, and it actually comes after he's turned back to the light. You know, that's when he kind of seeks redemption, I think. Right. Yeah. So it is different in, in, in that way. And, and I think you're right, because Ray kills Kylo Ren and he's able to see that Ben Solo is not dead, basically. He's able to see that that, that person still exists, thanks to what I consider to be probably my favorite scene in the in the sequels. It's a powerful uh, scene. Yeah. It's just with the waves crashing and it. There's no music, I don't think. And it's just, yeah. It's yeah. I do feel, though, that they may have understood that Kylo Ren couldn't survive because of that. Oh, yeah. Nah, never. You can't. You can't. If he survived, <laughs> he still wouldn't be able to go and live a happy life. I mean, everybody would be like, oh, I'm sorry, you blew up an entire Yeah, we system. talked about it with Vader, too. Yeah. You, can't, you can't bring him back well, as a good guy after right. that. You know? Well, and he's also the last Skywalker, last actual, like, blood relative Skywalker. So ben, that... Who knows? Who knows? I'm holding out hope. <laughs> Is that Luke had a kid? It could be. Oh, uh, okay. Well, there's a yeah, big gap there. We talked about but the gap. In terms of this saga, <laughs> yeah, you know that that line has to end. I think. 
It does, him. but it doesn't. And that's why I even like the whole Ray Skywalker thing at the end. People, I don't know why people hate that so Oh, no, much. yeah, no. It's, I, it's just yeah. a name. That's it's the whole just, point. Yeah, she, it's like a title. That is her family. Like, what? What do you think? You think Luke and Leia are going to be like? You're not a Skywalker, of course. No. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, you're, a... you're the jerk for for saying she's not a Skywalker. That Luke and Leia are happy with it. You should be too. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point because I I think that's her <laughs> kind of the wrap up of her storyline. Yeah, his is, family is what you make it. You know, it's yes, not, yeah. It's the whole family theme kind of gets tied up nice into like her actual family didn't matter. She built a family for herself. And that's what she needed to realize. It's just yeah. like, what do you care about, you know, who birthed you and who left you on that planet? doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. I agree. It's, it's good stuff. I mean, there's good stuff in here. You can't just write it all off as... That's uh, just the worst, the worst thing to see is when, quote unquote, Star Wars fans deny the sequels or deny the prequels. It's like, hey, just enjoy the ride. There's good stuff there. No, my, yeah. my least favorite thing is when they complain... About oh I hated Force Awakens so I never went and saw the Last Jedi or Rise of Skywalker and it's a good thing I didn't because everybody hates it. Just go see the movies. Just go watch yeah. the movies. Yeah, I'm I mean, gonna try. Just or or don't waste your time. Also, don't talk to me about it. About <laughs> yeah, don't go post being... it on the internet. Anything else you guys were dying to mention before we hop to this last bullet here? Just the visuals and how how awesome everything looked in this movie i th- i really like the uh the whole desert thing with the celebration going on and the on Pasana, yeah yeah the paint just exploding and just looking really cool this is great behind the scenes stuff uh, with that whole sequence and how they actually filmed it on location and all that yeah. but still you know going back to that traditional filming kind of style Oh, we should talk about the ending, just like the final. The last scene with Ray, you mean? And she buries the lightsabers. The celebration at the end. Oh, yeah. I, I, first of all, I love that scene because I feel like, and I might be wrong. I think there's some legitimate tears being shed there when they when they share that nice little group hug at the end, uh, as if you have three, you know, three actors who have, yeah. who have made it this far through yeah. these films, yeah. uh, saying goodbye finally. And maybe there's some relief there too. I think definitely hearing what they've said on social media afterwards, there might have been some. But I do really enjoy thinking about what is next for those characters. And I think that's something this movie does a good job of. And, and, and you're right, it, it, it does, you know, we talked about how some of those holes, some of those doors that were left open, like Poe is a spice runner, Finn is force sensitive, there's all of these other stormtroopers who have uh, defected out there. That is just a breeding ground for new Star Wars stories, right? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And then Rey, big question mark there. Ray Skywalker, what does she do next? I mean, it's like, it, I want to know. Like, I, I don't know. Some people just wrote it off. I, I don't know how you how you aren't curious. I mean, part of me, next now. I, I mean, I definitely would like to see, especially with that awesome lightsaber that you built, would like to see something more. But at the same time, I also kind of like the mystery. Like, I know she's off doing stuff and I can kind of think through yeah. it in my head. And and that is the blessing or the, not the, the blessing. That's the curse. beauty of it. That's the absolute beauty of it is that they, if they, you know, if they leave it open-ended like that, they can always come back to it or they don't have to. They can do something else. They can make another saga based on other characters. Yeah. And it they probably will to. for years and years, right. but eventually they could come back to this and I will be yeah. waiting for yeah. that time, you know? And that's what's right. great about this stuff. Anyway, should we end it there? This yeah. is fine. Chris, you got anything? Mm-hmm. No. Boring conversation anyway. 
Alright, well, uh, let's wrap it up for tonight. For our uh, brief discussion of uh, Rise of Skywalker. Um, Alright, Ben, what, what, are we, what are we thinking of doing next time? Yeah, so next time uh, we're going to figure out how truly wonderful the mind of a child is. As we have children discussion of Star Wars. <laughs> I don't know. Which translates to we're spending a week on vacation with our kids, so we're gonna we're gonna try to rope them into this whole thing. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's gonna take much roping. I think they'll be happy to answer some questions about the saga. Yeah. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can go to w o r r t s worse and all at gmail.com. Tell us your thoughts of Rise of Skywalker or the sequel trilogy as a whole. We'd like to hear some other points of view, as long as they're civil. Also, Twitter and Instagram at Warts and All. Bill. Bill. Bill, it's oh, your s- Bill. Sorry, I was taking one last look at my friends. Oh. <laughs> but we're not on camera or in the same room. Or friends. He's, well, he's looking at his Lego sets, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Who said you're my friend? Oh, wait, Will did in the beginning. (laughs) 